Once again, the NCAA cannot get out of their own way, and it's going to cost all of us an opportunity to see the Tar Heels play basketball in two weeks. This is ridiculous. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Monday, August 28th, 2023. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for checking in for your first listen or watch of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Well, coming up on the show today, it is finally game week for North Carolina football, taking on South Carolina on Saturday, but still, no Tez Walker announcement. Yee. Cam Johnson and Team USA are underway in the FIBA Basketball World Cup, and Fiona Crawley just keeps continuing on her dominant tennis play. But first, we I'm so frustrated by this. Like, I... Ugh. The blue-white men's basketball scrimmage that was scheduled for Saturday, November 9th, like essentially 12 days from now, has been canceled. Why? Well, not enough interest in it. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I don't, maybe that was the players backing out. Nope. Uh, C- Coach Davis was concerned for people's safety. That's got to be it, right? No, not that. Oh, I know. It's like a COVID outbreak amongst the team. Nah, not that. Why was this canceled? This opportunity to see the Tar Heels play basketball in early September, an autograph signing session beforehand, great day. Because the NCAA, again, is stepping in the way. We'll get back to that in a second. Let me set the scene just in case you weren't aware of what's going on. So you might remember last year, Carolina played an intra-squad scrimmage. That's a tough phrase, intra-squad scrimmage. You try to say that five times fast. Dead serious. That was really tough. And proceeds, some of them at least, go to the players for some NIL opportunities and some other things. A great opportunity for them to get together and do all sorts of stuff. Well, they're going to do it again this year. Blue-white scrimmage coming up Saturday, September 9th, 1130 a.m. with an autograph session beforehand, 830 to 1030. And then later on that day at like 515, the football team hosts App State trying to keep the score under 70 points each this year, basically. What an awesome day in Chapel Hill. Nice early fall Saturday. Nah, we can't have nice things, apparently. Because news came out late last week from event organizer Pro Camps that the event had been canceled and would not be rescheduled. Here was the quote from their release. Due to recently updated NCAA guidance around student-athletes and NIL, The blue-white scrimmage on September 9th is canceled and will not be allowed. We apologize for any inconvenience, but full refunds on ticket purchases will be provided, end quote. And so I went and looked uh, like at the website, because there was a website for both the scrimmage session itself, and both of them just land you on an error page now. So this is a whole, whole thing. And here we go. Let me just put it bluntly. The NCAA has this completely wrong, in my opinion. 
this is precisely the kind of event that NIL should be allowing. Like things like scrimmages and camps, opportunities for athletes and fans of these young men and women, the opportunities to see them play and to be able to benefit from it. Meanwhile, the things that are happening sometimes are like pay-for-play shady deals that aren't supposed to be happening. You know, other things like this. Meanwhile, this really above-board thing that is a great opportunity, the NCAA is trying to throw some weight around where they just shouldn't be throwing weight around, in my opinion. Like, this is not the place you step in. Why the change? Well, earlier this summer, the NCAA basically came out and said, hey, look, if a state of law allows something, like if the state of North Carolina allows something to happen from an NIL standpoint, and whatever that thing is, NCAA legislation says that that exact thing can't happen, then the NCAA legislation trumps state legislation. What? I, I don't like to me, if, if this is how the NCAA is going to play it, I say call their bluff, right? Like, you're, you're telling me that you're going to mandate that, that your rulings, NCAA, which has proven itself quite inept time and time again, and which has been outruled by many, many courts, is going to step in and say, we rule over state law. All right, take them to court, call their bluff on it. It's it's not like an ineligibility issue. That's a whole other ball of wax one, which we'll talk about in a minute, by the way. But uh, thus far, the courts have been very favorable, favorable towards not the NCAA, quite frankly, with it. And and let's let's think back to last year. The this same scrimmage event was played on August twenty seventh. It was awesome. It was a great opportunity for the fan base to just get a little taste of what was upcoming for the year, an opportunity for the guys to get out in front of everyone and play and continue to learn each other and get experience in that sort of setting. Um, B-Dot was there. Heck, B-Dot and I chatted on the show afterwards about it just to unpack it and everything that happened. So an opportunity ripped away from these young men, both to play and to, to make a little money in the NIL game. And a, an opportunity ripped away from the Carolina fan base to watch it and to enjoy um, th this, this brand of basketball. And especially now in this day and age where a lot of teams aren't going to be together for too terribly long, this is a miss by the NCAA. And I know they're not going to fix this specific event, but this is the thing that we've got to be able to make happen. Yeah, crack down on the stuff that is is not what you want to be happening, pay for play. Don't crack down on this. Let's get that right. Well, the men's basketball team is not the only team on North Carolina's campus currently getting jobbed by the NCAA. We still have nothing on the Tez Walker appeal, and now it's game week. We're going to talk about that here in just a second. But first, I need to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Athletic Brewing Company. Now it's time for your Game Changer of the Week, brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like Team USA in the FIBA Basketball World Cup right now, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Well, this uh, game-changing moment right now is Team USA has their first win in the books at the FIBA World Cup, 99-72 over 
<clears throat> excuse me, over New Zealand. And then by the time you're probably listening to this, game two might be in the books as well because it's on Monday morning against Greece. Team USA trying to bring home that gold, just like Athletic Brewing, which has completely changed that non-alcoholic beer game. These non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good, full flavor, and well-crafted, just like a full-strength beer. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON, LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first online order. Again, that's code LOCKEDON for, at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Folks, want to thank you for joining us, getting back to a brand new week here on Locked on Tar Heels, especially you everydayers who are always here with us. Thanks for checking in. As always, if you're new to the show, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Why don't you come be part of this community on a regular basis as well? All right. Game week, North Carolina, South Carolina coming up on Saturday from Charlotte. ESPN College Game Day is going to be there. It's a whole thing, but you know who might not be there playing? Tez Walker. The guy who is a preseason, you know, first team all ACC player projected. And, you know, his waiver to play denied by the NCAA. It's a whole mess of a situation we've previously talked about. So I'm not going to relitigate the whole thing right now. Other than to say Carolina has still not heard anything back. At least we have not heard anything back publicly about a decision or anything of that nature. and. Here's the thing. I've talked about it on our show. I think Saturday's game is monstrously important for the Tar Heels to win, to set up Drake May for what we project to be his last year in college, to set up the Tar Heels, to change the narrative of the four-game losing streak that they're currently on, to help maybe change the nation's perspective on who these Tar Heels are. This is a chance for the defense to come out and prove that they are not what they were last year. A chance for the offensive line to come out and prove, hey, we're going to protect Drake. But the problem is that this Tez Walker situation, which has national attention, national recognition, is unfortunately, through no fault of Carolina's own or Tez Walker's own, going to be a distraction this week. Unless Coach Mac Brown and the rest of the coaching staff can figure out how to squash that. I mean, if, if I'm the, the Gamecocks and if I'm Coach Beamer, who, by the way, is sympathetic to the hashtag free Tez cause, like he's come out and said, like, I don't think this should be happening. I'm sure Coach Beamer and company aren't sad about what's going on for this to play out the way it is because a lot of folks are going to be distracted by that and not paying attention to the game at hand. And, and that might not cause you to miss big things, but man, when your attention is distracted by any stretch of the imagination, you start to miss things, little things. And those little things add up to big problems, a missed assignment, a missed block, whatever it is. Boom. Spencer Rattler's gone down the sideline. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm nervous about what this situation is going to do mentally to the Tar Heels this week. Beyond that, some more mental concern. At this point, you desperately want Tez to play 100%. But you just you want to hear something from the NCAA so you know what roster you're going to have on Saturday so that you can make a plan. Now, yes, Coach Brown and the staff will have and already do a 
with Tez plan and a without Tez plan because that's what you got to do. But you, you even still, you don't have to split time working on both of those plans. You want to be able to say, all right, fellas, this sucks. The NCAA has, we believe, messed this up. But it is what it is. We don't have Tez this week. Let's go out and make our plan, right? I would almost rather have that, even though I think it's the wrong decision, but I would rather have that than the unknown of where things sit right now. Now, obviously, I'd rather there be a decision and the decision be Tez Walker can play. Awesome. Let's get him out. Let's make it happen. So that that is where it is. With, with Tez, I would imagine that it's he... And then uh, Nate McCollum at the slot. Obviously, Kobe Pesor mixing in a lot there. And then J.J. Jones as like the starting three receivers. Without Tez, you're looking at probably Gavin Blackwell as a starter. Maybe Andre Green. I would imagine, obviously, Kobe Pesor plays a lot more um, there. You might even get both slack. You know, you might even get both McCollum and Pesor in along with with. excuse me, with J.J. Jones. We'll just have to wait and see on that. Hopefully we won't have to wait and see on that because Tez himself will be playing. Uh, but again, this is going to be a national story. Like, game day is here. You know they're going to talk about it. You know Kirk Herbstreet is going to be saying like, hey, look, this is a bad deal, right? We're going to hear all of that. That's going to be a major talking point. And that's a good thing because it continues to wait, raise awareness and shine a light on the NCAA. But again, a possible distraction. So here's how you ultimately, I th- I believe, have to play this thing. It's almost like a week-to-week situation. For example, let me talk about it in terms of fantasy football. Any fantasy football players out there? Yeah, been playing for a long time myself, and I really appreciate uh, Matthew Berry's approach to thing. Matthew Berry, who for a long time was with ESPN, and is now off um, kind of doing his own thing, but is, is still writing who is it through NBC or something now? I don't even remember. Um, but one of the things he says is that fantasy football is a week to week game. Yes. You want to set yourself up in your draft with, with the best players, hopefully that can help you win all season long. I have the first overall pick in one of my drafts and I'm going to take Justin Jefferson. Cause I believe that he has a high, high floor and a high ceiling as well. And model of consistency. But beyond, you know, as you get into the mid to late rounds, I'm looking for guys who can help me in week one, right? And then I'm just trying to win week one, and then I got to figure out how to win week two and week three. And so hopefully I got plug and play guys, set it and forget it. But there's going to be guys that I have to go and get every week. It's a week to week game. And that's the mindset that I believe Coach Brown and the coaching staff have to take here with Tez Walker. Every week you're like, are we going to have Tez? Let's figure this out. Let's make a plan for this week's opponent with Tez and without. That's extra work, but I believe it's work worth well doing because as soon as you get word about Tez being good to go, get them in, roll them out right now. But as soon as you get word, all right, not this week. Cool, let's go with plan B. And so that's it, Uh, week to week to week. That's what you got to do. But here's the other thing. Hopefully this is a source of comfort on the back end of this. There's a guy whose name is Drake May. He's the one slinging the football around this field, which he does well, very well, and which he does to lots of different people, right? If there's somebody he's got a hot connection with, they're going to they're gonna lock it up. But he is indiscriminate in a good way, right? He's going to spread the ball around. 
He's going to get the job done to whomever it is catching the balls, including the stable of tight ends, including the stable of running backs, along with these wide receivers. Now, it would be a lot better if Tez Walker is one of those guys. But if not, believe you me, Drake May is going to get his guys together and say, guys, we don't have Tez, but we got to go to work and make it happen. Think about last year when Josh Downs was out. Kobe Paceworth stepped in marvelously. He wasn't Josh Downs. (laughs) Nobody is. But admirably, he stepped in and did a job. Somebody's going to have to do that for Tez Walker if Tez Walker is not playing next Saturday night against South Carolina under the lights. Let's go out and get a victory. Lock it up 1-0 for the Tar Heels. Speaking of 1-0, Team USA Basketball is 1-0. What up, Cam Johnson out there doing work? And Fiona Crawley, women's tennis player for Carolina, just cannot stop having this insane stretch of play that she's on. She's done it again. I'll tell you all about all these things coming up in just a second. But first, I need to tell you that this episode is also brought to you by Game Time. Life is always so busy. Folks, the last thing I need is to be stressed out over trying to buy tickets for events. Well, thankfully, there's Game Time, which has killer deals on last-minute tickets for all the events I want to go to. When choosing seats for events... I get like, oh my gosh, is, is my seat, is my view going to be okay? But you don't have to worry about that because Game Time has images of view from your seat so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time is the place for last minute ticket deals. They have deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. And get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Also, the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in your same section and row for less money, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Once again, create an account, redeem code Locked On College for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right. Well, while we might not be having Carolina basketball right now in a couple of weeks, as we talked about earlier in the show, we are getting some Team USA basketball, which features a couple Tar Heels. Cam Johnson is on the team, as is. Walker Kessler, who I know finished at Auburn, but we still count him, right? So, uh, Basketball World Cup, FIBA Basketball World Cup started last Friday. Carolina's, or Carolina, <laughs> Team USA started action early on Saturday morning, stateside time anyway. Knocked off New Zealand 99-72. Nice win there. A little bit of a sluggish start, but they got going. Uh, some guy named Paolo Bancaro. Led the team in scoring with 21 points. Okay, fine, great. He's good at basketball. <laughs> we'll, we'll allow that to be true. Uh, Cam Johnson, though, played 16 and a half minutes. He only had two points, uh, both of which were at the free throw, and he was free throw line. He was 0 of 3 from the field, but had a rebound, two assists, didn't turn the ball over, and was plus 10. So I uh, love to see Cam getting time, being part of the squad. How about Austin Reeves? Just like being a dude, right? What a cool trajectory for him. So excited to see what kind of role Cam can continue to play with this team and how he can help them moving forward. Also, as I said, Walker Kessler's on the team. He only got in for about 90 seconds. 
Um, his only stat in the box score was he took and missed a shot. So we'd love to see Walker get a little bit more time too, but obviously it's a loaded team. I think Anthony Edwards is really going to be the leader uh, of the team just in terms of skill set, and he really translates well to the FIBA game. So uh, next game is probably maybe even already happened, depending on if you're an early morning listener, you might catch this before they play, but the team plays Greece Monday morning, 8.30 Eastern. So again, depending on when you're listening to or watching this, the game might already be over, and hopefully Team USA is 2-0. and Well, folks, you might recall that the UNC women's tennis team finally got over the hump, won that NCAA championship this past spring. They had won all those indoor ITA events and will probably continue to do so. Fiona Crawley had had a stupidly ridiculous fall season and it carried on over through the spring and sister is not done yet. Why? Because starting today, the main draw of the US Open, the fourth Grand Slam of the year starts today and guess who's in it? Fiona stinking Crawley because she won three qualifying matches to get herself into this main draw. Fiona Crawley, applause to you. Um, had to win three qualifying matches, uh, gets to be one of the 16 qualifiers into the main draw, which is 128 ladies playing it. On uh, Tuesday, tomorrow will be her first match. Court 13, third match of the day will probably be mid-afternoon sometime, like around 3 Eastern. She's going to play Russian. Forgive me, I'm going to do my best with her name. Anastasia Pavlichenkova, who is 98th in the world. So best of luck to Fiona there as she gets into her Grand Slam main draw debut. This is awesome. You love to see it. Best of luck. Can't wait to keep tabs. Just quickly, the qualifying matches before that round one jumped out, won the first set 6-1, lost the second set 6-7, and then won the super tiebreaker in set three. And that was over Hungarian Reka Yani, who is 170th in the world. Round two, another third set tiebreaker for Fiona, won the first set again 6-2, and then dropped the second one 3-6, and then won the super tiebreaker in the third set over another Hungarian Tamea Babos, who's 200th in the world. And then round three had a little bit of an easier time, actually, in the final match of qualifying 6-3-6-3 over uh, Australian Kimberly, Kimberly Burrell, the highest ranked player she played, 111th in the world. Pretty cool stuff there. Had to fight through delays, third set tiebreakers, all this stuff. But Fee does it again. And keep in mind, she's also playing in the doubles bracket courtesy of she and Carson Tanguilig winning the NCAA doubles championship. So they will play on Wednesday against <laughs> another Russian woman, Irina Kromacheva. I hope, seriously, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I always want to get people's names as right as I can. And Daria Seville, who is Australian, although she's originally from Russia as well. So Best of luck to Fiona in singles and best of luck to Fiona and Carson in doubles. I'll keep us up to date on what's going on at the U.S. Open. Any other tennis folks out there? Man, love tennis so much. All right, quick weekend wrap up for all of us because we got teams in action now, actual current Tar Heel teams in action. By the way, Fiona is still a senior at North Carolina, so she'll be back. Lots of great play coming up, hopefully for the women Again, let me just run you through the weekend. I'm going to go in day order rather than just talking about one team at a time. Two soccer matches last Thursday. We didn't get to talk about them on Friday, so I want to hit those now. 
Women's soccer tied Wisconsin 0-0. So at that point, they were 1-0-2. And, and Maryland 1-1. Then Friday, we had a volleyball doubleheader there. Beat Pacific 3-2. And then beat Arizona also three sets to two. Great stuff there. First career win. Love getting after that. And then also on Friday, we had another first career win. In field hockey, yeah, what up, Aaron? Doing work, Coach Aaron Matson. That still sounds so weird. Beat Michigan 3-2. to two. Then on Saturday, volleyball played again. Unfortunately, lost to UC Davis three sets to one. Sunday, yesterday, volleyball, uh, excuse me, field hockey, unfortunately lost. That sounds weird to say. That doesn't happen very often around North Carolina, but lost to Iowa 3-2 to two in overtime. Still part of this ACC Big Ten challenge that's going on. So, Coach Matson now sitting at one and one in her brand new young career. But then women's soccer did get a victory on Sunday. I think they must have been fed up with their performance at Wisconsin, not being able to put the ball in the back of the net because they beat number 24 USC 4 0 on Sunday. Great stuff there. And then men's soccer, unfortunately, was playing American. They were up 1 0 in like the 39th minute and then uh, weather uh, forced the cancellation of that match. So weekend wrap up, mostly good stuff for all these Tar Heel teams. We will keep terms of tabs on everything as we now really get into the semester, get into the school year and all these teams getting back into action. Folks, that's it for a brand new week on Locked on Tar Heels. Thanks so much for being here with us and tuning in. If you would, go leave reviews on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you can find to leave reviews. Five stars. Talk about why you love this show. You can follow the show, by the way, on Twitter at Locked on Heels or me at Isaac Shade. You can email the show, LockedOnTarHeels at gmail.com. Listener questions, listener video questions, feel free to send that in as well. Or maybe you just want to talk and chat. I'm great with that as well. Also, don't forget to subscribe on audio and video format. Smash the like button to let us know you're here and would love to hear your comments on today's show. Really appreciate you joining me on a Monday to kick off the week. It's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. We'll be right back together tomorrow and all week long. But until then... Peace.